0: I've got Lacey Freeward on this interview. She does a great job of explaining why to study abroad and educating students about the process and what it is because there's a lot of fallacies out there about studying abroad. So listen up. It's a really good interview, especially if you go to a technical college. But if not, Lacey's well-versed in international education, and you can hear her story too. All right. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Three biggest reasons only 10% of students study abroad. They're afraid of being homesick, they don't think it's safe, and the number one reason people don't study abroad is cost. We're here to dispel all that. Find out exactly how that 10% crafted their study abroad journey and how you can too. I'm Chris Carlton, and this is the Study Abroadcast.
1: Hello, everyone. Chris Carlton here with Lacey Freeward from Northeast Wisconsin Technical College in yet another study abroad cast interview northeast wisconsin technical college is actually a pretty big school i'm gonna let Lacey tell you a little more about it but it's a pretty big school in northern wisconsin and Lacey, thank you very much for being here thank you chris and you are the study abroad coordinator there is that right correct okay well yeah thank you very much for being here Uh, more and more people are starting to listen to the podcast so that's really good getting a global reach everything's uh, Mm smooth sailing on my end and I'm sure a lot of students will be interested to hear about your school and your story so uh, jumping yeah jumping right into it why don't we get in a little bit to your background and your study abroad experience and what brought you to NWCC
2: sure sure I'd be happy to So, I grew up in the area, so I am originally from the O'Connell region, which is in northeast Wisconsin, and decided to pursue a degree at the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay. And um, I was probably like a lot of students that didn't quite know what my path was going to be when I first started but really fell in love with history and um, a program called Social Change and Development at the institution. And really through that journey, fell in love with international topics through the classes that I was taking and even started to explore what did study abroad look like there at the university. And quite honestly, when I first started, I knew nothing about the world of international education, and I really did not understand the world of study abroad. It, you know, wasn't something that um, was really discussed in my family. I didn't have siblings that studied abroad. My parents didn't study abroad. And so it was really something that I learned about when I was at the college and started to just explore that world. And when I learned more and more about it, I then started to explore what are the job opportunities because this looks like a really neat, really neat field and it got me really excited. And through that process there was a posting here at Northeast Wisconsin Technical College. And ten years ago, I applied for an assistant position in a very new department, the International Programs Department, and had um just um just the gratefulness of getting hired here at the college and now i'm I believe I'm into my tenth year here at the college. so um it's been a wonderful journey, like I said, to learn about the field of international. And really, when um, prior to starting here at the college, I did a couple short-term study abroad programs. So I went on more of kind of like an athletic um, tour in Australia through a Wisconsin-based cheerleading program, believe it or not. Um, And then I also did a Spanish immersion program in Veracruz, Mexico. So those were my two kind of educational, international experiences. I, you know, kind of traveled as a vacationer to different regions, but those were my two educational outlets that I was able to tap into before really starting my journey here at the college. And now since I've been at the college, I've had the pleasure of leading two of our, um, excuse me, short-term study abroad programs one to China and one to Thailand, which has been super rewarding and super educational to see what it looks like on the ground.
1: So, Were you were you a cheerleader when you were in school?
2: I sure was, yes.
1: Oh, wow. That's very yeah. cool. And yeah, I think uh, that's, that's the best part. I know a lot of people that I talk to, that's the best part about your job is that it Afford's it affords opportunities to travel the world when you kind of mix business with, with pleasure, and you get to work in so many different places. So, yeah, uh, kudos to you. What would you tell? What would you tell a student? I mean, you've been doing this for ten years now. What do you mm-hmm. What do you tell students who are kind of iffy about the study abroad process and they're not really sure they want to do it because of the cost or things like that?
2: hmm You know, I have this conversation all the time with students, and really. You know, coming from a two-year institution, I feel like I can tap into our students because I was right there with them um, of really not even understanding what is study abroad. So I think first and foremost, you know, I want to educate our students on what is study abroad, what does that look like. That really isn't for us at NWTC a semester journey to Italy to learn Italian. For us, Mm -hmm. it looks very different. So, you know, I want to kind of break down those myths that they might think of, even if they have an understanding of what study abroad is, and then being able to really personalize it for their own career journey. Our students here at the college, um, for many of them, they're really focused on their career. So they're coming here to the college. They have, you know, kind of a a clear path and they want to get an education. They want to get it fairly quickly. You know, we usually have students that are, um, you know, really starting their journey and ending their journey within two years. And so it's, you know, my job to really educate them on Why would they study abroad? Why is it going to help them on their educational journey? How does it relate to their career field? And once I start piecing that together for them, I you know, I can see that light bulb go off of, wow, you know, first off, I didn't even know that this was possible for me. Second, I didn't really even see that career tie of how this is really going to benefit me in my future career. Um, and also trying to emphasize that personal development as well. So a lot of times those are my conversations with students is here's why you should study abroad. Here's why I do think that this is an investment into your future. And once we can start that dialogue, hopefully I can get them excited and and really get them to
1: explore a program. Yeah, and it sounds like you do. Mm -hmm. Talking about that, the, the numbers of students that study abroad are extremely low lower than they should be, but i'm willing to and it's probably i think just based on what you said it's because of the awareness it's it's either like well i'm not a lang- I'm not trying to learn a language or that's not with my major and it's a misconception that a lot of people have now i'll bet the I'll bet the numbers a lot higher people I, I bet a lot of people don't come into your office and talk with you and don't end up going i bet I bet you've got a really high good rate of mm-hmm. people that will end up just So it's just putting your foot in the door and taking that first step and learning more about the process. And it is. It's like choosing a college in that way. There's really a choice for everyone, no matter how long, short, or far.
2: I totally agree. Um, You know, like I said, for us, we really work hard on awareness, awareness of study abroad. And we do that through multiple different marketing outlets. If there is a way that we can market study abroad, we're doing it um, Mm -hmm. just to get the awareness out there. But then we need to kind of take it one step further, uh, like you said, getting students to stop into the office to really dive into what is study abroad and how we can relate it to their career field. And we also certainly, of course, do kind of reach outs and we do our little rodeo shows of going into the classrooms as well to educate
1: students. Mhm, Yeah, that's I, I always you have study abroad fairs and there's all those different things to do to get more students right, aware and right. mm-hmm. um and so bring bridging into uh NWCC, what makes Northeast Wisconsin Technical College special or different than other not only schools but technical schools too? And if I if I was thinking yeah and if I was thinking about you know if I was an international student thinking about coming to the United States why would I pick UWTC?
2: Right. Well, you know we are um, we have our main campuses here in Green Bay and this is where I'm located. But what's unique within our two-year college system within the um, within Wisconsin is we have these wonderful districts that are college works hard to serve, so we have three different campuses and five different regional learning centers. So, we certainly have a passion for um, working with our community, serving our community, but also serving our community means what are those global awareness um, pieces that we want students to learn about, that we want our community to learn about, and we are really emphasizing that more and more. And I think for many years, you know, you really saw an international focus at a university level, especially within the state of Wisconsin. And, you know, it's been really neat over the past 10 years to see the technical colleges throughout the state of Wisconsin shift and have a stronger and stronger focus on international education, whether that is internationalizing the curriculum, or welcoming international students, or of course my area of getting our students to study abroad. Just seeing that growth I think is just so transformational for our students, but not only our communities. So certainly, you know, one piece of that, as I mentioned, is welcoming our international students. I think, you know, certainly NWTC, but I can say for the rest of the technical colleges, you know, in the state, we have, you know, we have wonderful educational opportunities for them. I think we really pride ourselves on the quality of education that um, that we have for our students. Um, for Green Bay, in particular, you know, of course, we are we're a small city, but we are are a diverse small city, I say, and also, of course, a super um, safe environment to welcome our students here. Um, so we have. A great pleasure of kind of reaching out to international students around the world especially in those locations where you know they might kind of understand you know what is a two-year college what can I do with an associate's degree um, or maybe they come from a family where they can't financially make a university work they can't just fit that into their budget but yet they want their son or daughter to have a degree from the United States where we really open that door for that opportunity for that student to come here, get a wonderful education here at the college, go back home, or even we have students that transfer to a university and get their start here and then finish their um, degree at a university. So I think for us, like I said, um, you know, the community that we have I think is unique for us and certainly the support that we provide students to to our international students, I think is um, – it's hard to it's hard to replicate, I think, but I could be biased.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think you are. You, you sold it good for me. I, I definitely didn't want to visit the campus next time I'm up in the Green Bay area. And um, so you, you said you took two study abroad experiences as as an undergrad is that right and correct okay and then you've also done some trips to Asia and Mm -hmm. pulling from either of those could could you tell me maybe a story that sticks out that you'd want to share because a lot of times when I write my whole part is the beginning like we have talked about just getting into the door and talking with a study abroad advisor and Mm -hmm. applying for scholarships things like that finding the program that's right for you but after after everything's all said and done, you are getting to travel and you are getting to make good memories. So can you maybe share one of your own?
2: Sure. Oh, gosh, I have, um, you know, it's hard to pick just one. A lot of times what I share with students um, is more so for, for me to relate to them and for them to relate to me in a manner of I've been there. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I've had those anxieties of traveling, of um, just being unsure, like, what is the value of study abroad? So I do pull from my own experience to say, I've been through that, and here's how I was able to overcome some of those anxieties and concerns and to convince my mom and dad that this was a good idea. And then Mm -hmm. being able to share with them, certainly, the joys that I've had through international so I grew up in a, like I said, I grew up in O'Connell, wonderful small city, um, but not very diverse when it comes to ethnicity, um, even way of thinking. And so when I had the opportunity to travel, my mind just was completely expanded. And, you know, I really wouldn't be where I am today without my journeys abroad. and So making those mistakes. So, you know, I will bring up and, and be super honest with students, especially during orientation time where I was that student. I was that student in Mexico who, you know, said the wrong things and, and could have offended somebody when I was traveling. Or I was that student who, um, you know, wasn't paying attention, didn't have the – strongest Spanish skills and got on a, the wrong bus and all of a sudden I ended up in a city I didn't even know where I was yeah right? <laughs> and, um, you know the bus driver I was at the end of the line and I was told to get off and I here I was a young woman in a city I didn't even know where I was I didn't have the greatest command of the language and I had to somehow find my back or find my way back home and so, I, you know, I tap into those stories of, yeah, you know, it was scary, but here I'm able to tap into that, and I really grew from that experience and also share some of those, you know, wonderful travel opportunities of um, when I did get to travel with students and also see it through their eyes of how they experience something new and can grow from that. So. I think you know those are all wonderful tools that I have that I can tap into when I'm when I'm just you know have the
1: opportunity to connect with a student about
2: study abroad.
1: Right. Uh, that's funny. I've, I've so I've talked to a few people now, and I've heard them use the getting on the wrong bus story as an example of a crazy travel story, and it's never yeah. happened to them. But it actually like that's the quintessential, but it it turns into an adventure, and it's exciting, but I can't believe I can't believe that I finally talked to someone that it actually happened to, oh
2: yeah, yeah, it was um, yeah, I can still feel the emotions that I had when I realized I was getting farther and
1: farther away from the city, yeah uh, and then, so you've been all these places. what do you remember or what do you miss most uh as far as food goes? what's something you wish you could just walk outside and get in your car and go drive and get somewhere that you can't now?
2: Oh my gosh. Um, oh, um, my mind is like going in all sorts of different directions here. Probably, probably like a, a Sichuan hot pot would be my number one. Cause you just cannot create it here. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly that's, One of my big joys when I travel is the food. I love being super adventurous, and Mm -hmm. I also love trying to recreate those recipes that I've enjoyed back home. And for some of them, I can get pretty close. Um, But for some of the um, dishes in China that I've experienced, it's really hard to create them here, at least in northeast Wisconsin, because we don't have – um access to all of the same ingredients. So right. that is probably one of them that I would reach out to is a really spicy hot pot um and, yeah, from the Sichuan area of China.
1: Mm, that sounds delicious. A lot of people have recommended Chinese food sounds. It's, it's not like Chinese food here, right?
2: No. Not no, not not at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and um do you, so do you have a a book recommendation or even going further like a blog or or app recommendation for students?
2: Mhm. Yeah. Um so I really enjoyed Travel as a Political Act and that is by Rick Steves. So it's been out there for a while. I would say maybe it around eight years old, so super accessible um, for anybody, whether they're trying to get it online or, um, you know, getting it from a library. Um, So, you know, Rick Steves, I'm sure a lot of people um, will recognize the name of from PBS, and he does the European Travels show, but he wrote um, a really easy-to-read book about how travelers can go beyond just being a tourist. Mm-hmm. and really dive into the culture of the countries that you're visiting. And I think it's it's really good. It's really good for um for an individual that that's there, that's traveled before, or maybe hasn't traveled before, but wants to go to the next level on their journeys abroad and to really kind of go behind the scenes and really get to learn about the the region that they're visiting, um, so that would be my kind of top suggestion, especially for maybe a, a new traveler or somebody who um, is looking to travel travel for their first time in the future. Um, you know, for for blogs, I you know for me, I love food blogs, so I have kind of food blogs. Um, the ones that I visit quite frequently and the one thing that I always share with students is not necessarily a particular blog but I I love blogs because of course it's a, it's mainly about somebody's individual journey and mm-hmm. I always tell somebody if they say gosh you know I'm gluten-free how can I um, make my way through Ireland or Mexico, or I have flight anxiety, or um you know what are the best restaurants to check out when I'm in Bangkok and I always tell them, look for a blog because I sent you there's a blog exactly about that about somebody's journey, and to kind of hear it firsthand I think is is really, really helpful um so that's those are my suggestions.
1: Yeah, no, those are perfect suggestions. I, Rick Steves is one of those you're never looking for him, but he's always on randomly. Yeah. In the day And you really. catch him, and it's it's one of those usually flipping around, and he usually makes you stick on the show, and it's extremely interesting what he does. I know he has a son now that does he does a podcast too, and he's kind of taken up the the mantle of Rick, but I'm sure Rick still has. doing travel stuff. And yeah, I'm all with you on the food blogs too. I'm I'm somewhat of a foodie, so I really enjoy cooking. And learning new recipes. And there's, you're right. There's seriously an infinite amount of things you could do, or it, like, there's so much there. It's the number one thing on Google is best recipe it's that people search for. I yeah. Think. Uh, and finally, do you um, do you maybe have a favorite quote you'd like to leave us with? Sure.
2: Um, so. I'm not going to remember the um, entire quote, but I always remember the first line, and it's from Anthony Bourdain, that travel isn't always pretty. And I bring this up with students, again, especially during their time of orientation, because for many of us, again, we've been there when we're super excited to travel, and we just – we, um, you know, think that it's just going to be this wonderful adventure, and you've built it up in your mind that you just cannot wait for this journey. You've been thinking about it. You've been planning for it. You've been saving for it, mm-hmm. and then you get there, and you are faced with something that's uncomfortable, Um, But what I tell students is that this is what I want you to experience. I want you to be uncomfortable because that is where you're going to stretch yourself. And that's why you've signed up to study abroad is to stretch yourself so that you are in those uncomfortable situations. And really, truly, that's what I feel is travel. No matter where you're going, no matter if it's a developed country or a country that's still in the process of developing, um, you know, travel shouldn't be pretty and um, that's when you really know that you're getting into the heart of the culture and that you're kind of unveiling that kind of touristy side of travel and yeah. that's why I always tap into that quote.
1: Uh, yeah, that's really well put, Lacey. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, that's, that's all I've got. Is there anything else you want to add? Or...
2: No, I mean, I would just... You know, thank you again for highlighting two-year colleges um, and, of course, highlighting Northeast Wisconsin Technical College. Um, I know you pointed out early on that, you know, nationwide, we want to see more students study abroad, and I would say especially at two-year colleges. The percentage is super low, so I think it's probably, I think it's around like the 1.8% of community college students study abroad, Mm -hmm. and that is, of course, too low. It's way too low, and I think, you know, for folks like me that, um, you know, are a study abroad coordinator around the nation, we want to see that number increase and increase because for me, you know, the students that we serve here, they should have the opportunity to study abroad just like any other student, just like a university student that's on that path, it really shouldn't come down to, you know, your family background. It shouldn't come down to how much money you have in your savings account, even if you have a savings account. It shouldn't matter if you are a single mom or dad. It shouldn't matter if you're a veteran, first-generation student, what have you. You should have the ability to study abroad, and I, that's why I think it's so wonderful to highlight to your colleges that to your colleges are passionate about study abroad. Because for me, our population of students should be the ones who are truly out there on those international journeys. Because I know that it's transformational. I know that they will come home and have a ripple effect on their family and in their profession. So, um, I just. Thank you again for highlighting us and really highlighting to your colleges and our study abroad students.
1: So I started interviewing students, actually, and one of the things I'm asking the students is how has studying abroad changed your view of the world? And every time I ask that question, they just light up and they say, oh, well, you know, I used to think about this, this, and this, and now I... So the, and they all say something different, too. So it's really cool to be able to sit here and you pretty, pretty much articulated it. It's just there. So thank you.
2: Yeah,
0: thank you. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to check out all the really neat infographics on the rest of the posts as well as the interviews. There's a lot of good information. You should also download Studying Abroad 201. I really recommend it if you need kind of a fire lit under your ass for studying abroad and you need some motivation. It crafts my journey and exactly what I did. Also, we can email you new interviews or you can connect with us on social media. Alright, thanks a lot.